Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Hey y'all, good morning. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Woo! Come on. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Woo! Come on. People from every nation. Every nation and from the 
Go share the word from the Lord this morning. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. That's so much in my heart. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, thank you. You are so good. You are so good. Put that in the comments today. You are so good. You are so good. You are so good. You are so good. Lord, you are so good. Just put that in the comments today. Lord, you are so good. Thank you for sharing, Jeanette. You are so good. You are so good. Lord, 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 you are so Lord, you are so good. Thank you for sharing, Patsy Tyson. Lord, you are so good, and your mercy endureth forever. I remember, um, and I'm just going to help, because it may help somebody today. And when I have to go here, I know the Lord is going to tear down strongholds. I used to be, um, we don't know. I was talking with a friend, let me actually how the Holy Spirit brought it to me, and they were just sharing with me, you know, how good the mercy, the ministry, like the word that had been given to them on the ministry, how powerful it had been in the life, their life, but they were having a difficult time sharing it, and I was like, why, and they were like, well, I don't know what people, I don't want people to know what I'm into, and I was like, that's a, that's like a, hey, Kate Marie, that's like a, um, that's, that's like the enemy, right? That's like the enemy. Like, why you don't want people to know you into Jesus? Like, why you don't, well, I don't know. And then they were like, well, I don't want people to know, you know, like I, there's certain people that I'm on here and they may get on. Well, if those certain people that you're connected to need more Jesus, you, and it's changing your life, you ought to want to share so that it can change their life as well. And I had to begin to, we just begin to minister. I mean, you're talking, I'm just like, it's just kind of, it's really kind of prideful. It's really kind of selfish. And so we always have to check our motives at the door to figure out why can't we do things publicly. Mamie Miles, and she, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's not, I don't even know if she's on here this morning. Mamie Miles um, did something one day. She said, um, she was sharing some of my stuff and she inboxed me and she said, one of the things that I need you to know more than anything is it is um, time out for us to be supporting each other in secret. Like that is just so demonic. She said the enemy doesn't want us to seem like we are in collaboration in kingdom or we're working together in kingdom. And when she said that, she said, so all this privacy, well, I've been privately supporting you. Well, why can't you support me publicly? And the scripture that the Lord gave me that backed it up for me was, Remember when he told Peter, he said, you're going to deny me three times, right? He said, you're going to deny me three times. Peter had walked with Jesus all this time. And this is not just this is the devotional. This is about everything that you're connected to for kingdom. He said three times. So when you've been, well, I don't want to share. I don't want to offend people. I don't want to upset people. That is your timeline. Almisha, the enemy does not like unity. He does not like unity. He likes self-promotion. He likes self-serving. He likes for us to be um, anything that's going to involve ourselves. And so this is how the Lord brought, showed it to me in the scripture. He told Peter, he said, you're going to deny me, Peter, three times. Peter said, I'll never deny you, Lord. I'll never deny you. I'll never deny you. I'll never deny you. And so when he came to him, he said to him, he said, uh, he said, when they came in public, the girl, remember, she identified Peter. She said, he's one of those that walk with Jesus. And Peter was like, mm-mm. Three times he denied his relationship with Christ. So when we're afraid to share the gospel or to let people know what we got going on spiritually, we're not. We're, that's, that's shame. It's so much 
much tied to that. He who the son says free is free indeed, right? So you got to ask yourself, if I'm afraid to share the gospel on my timeline, well, that's, you know, my spirituality is just private. Why is your spirituality private? What are you ashamed of? What are you afraid of people to see and know about you? You don't care about them knowing about your professional career, but you don't want them to know about your spiritual life, which was created to last a lifetime. And you got to check yourself at the door. You don't care about them. You don't care about them knowing about your professional life, right? You don't care about them knowing who you are professionally, but you're afraid for them to know who you are spiritually when, when your spiritual life is what's going to allow you. And, then, and the word says, this is clear what God says, when you deny me before men, right? Come on now. I'm going to deny you before my Father in heaven. So do not be afraid to share the gospel. Do not be afraid to be ashamed. Well, I don't want nobody to track where I've been. Can I tell you something? No devil, no demonic entity, no principality, no person. None of them can come against you. Not, like none, not, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Can you declare that over yourself this morning? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You got to get that mindset set with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because can I tell you something? Your ability to stay limited um, could be the but could be the thing that's attached to your next breakthrough. Ooh! Come on, Holy Spirit. Could be the thing that's attached to your next breakthrough. Your ability to stay hidden. I don't want to see me. I want. Could be attached to your next breakthrough. So do not be afraid to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do not be afraid to share. You don't know who's watching your timeline. You don't know. You don't know who's looking in your story. You don't know who needs to know how much you love Jesus. Now, can I tell you something? Somebody's going to encounter your life, like your life, like your life, like your life is what's going to be a testament to how much you love Jesus. Your lifestyle, not your words. People are looking at your lifestyle. I remember one time my baby said something to me. And I shared this before, but it always rings in my ear. And I was just sitting in the living room one day, and I was so quiet. And Josiah said, uh, he said, Mother, thank you, Lord. He says, Mother, he said, uh, he just looked me in my face and said, Mother, he said, you make me want to love your God. That's what he said to me. He says, Mother, if you make me want to love your God. It's not you telling me. To love your God. It's not you telling me I got to go to church. It's not you telling me to study. He said, it's your passion for God. It's the way I've seen God show up in your life that makes me want to love your God. It's nothing. It's nothing else. It's not because you. I do not force them to have a relationship with God. I tried that with my older children and it never, ever worked. I just fell in love with Jesus. And he said, you make me. Like, I'm trying to figure out who is this God that my mother knows? Who is this God that my mother loves? Who is this God that my mother trusts? Who is this God that my mother believes in? That's what makes me want to know your God. That's what. That's the point God is trying to get us to. So you can't afford to be afraid of. You cannot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need to give you some scriptures. You cannot be a four. Oh, oh, I'm feeling this. Oh, come on now. I'm feeling this. You cannot afford to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on now. 
You cannot be a, afford to be ashamed to go the distance, right? Can I ask you a question? Remember, we were in. Father God, thank you for your word today. Lord God, uh, thank you for your word today. Um, thank you for your word today. Thank you for your word today. What can I ask? Let me ask you a question. For those of you that are first time to the devotional this morning, welcome. What made Peter get out the boat? I feel you, Holy Spirit. What made Peter get out the boat and nobody else did? What, what made Peter get out the boat and nobody else got, got now, what made, because the scripture says Peter became bold. What made Peter get out the boat and the other disciples didn't follow? Woo! Woo! Why? Why didn't they get out the boat? Why didn't they, why didn't they, why were they not, what, we don't, I don't, I can't, you don't know, how, how do you know it was his faith? How do, how do you know it was his faith? What made Peter get out the boat? Was it his faith or was it his obedience? Ooh! Because his lack of faith, is his faith couldn't have been that strong or he never would have sunk. Ability. 
I hear you, Holy Spirit. What if they would have got out the boat and their ability to get out the boat with Peter, my God, would have caused him to be strengthened. Come on now. Listen to listen to the Holy Spirit this morning. What if their ability to get out the boat, to not be ashamed, to go for everything, would have caused Peter to not even see the storm? What if them being together as a collective, come on now. Oh, my God, I thank you, Father. Ah, I thank you, Father. Oh, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for this. I hear you, Holy Spirit. What if them being as a collective, what if them being together, what if them not being the only person, come on now, out there by himself would have strengthened him, right? Genesis 2 and 18, the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone and will make him a suitable helper. Come on now. Ooh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. What if them getting out the boat? What if them being bold and courageous? Come on, strengthen him. Can I tell you what I know deep in my next, in my spirit? This next season, you're going to have to have the collective. You're going to have to have the collective. Two is going to be more better than one. Two is going to put that in the comments today. Two is going to be more better than one. In this next season, you are not going to be able to do this alone. Two is going to be more better than one. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But if someone who falls alone is in real trouble, Ecclesiastes 4 and 12, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back. <laughs> Come on, I feel my help coming. Two can stand back to back. If two can stand, come on now. Oh, come on. What? Ooh, come on now. Oh my God. If two can stand back to back, come on now. This is what the word said. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Two is better than one. This is why you got to fight for your marriage. This is why you got to fight for your friendships. Two is better than one. It says, this is what it says. It says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. There are even better. Somebody say there's even better. I'm going to add a third to this. There is even better. Come on. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Add you another person to it, baby, and watch the power of God be evidence in your life. You got to pray and start asking God, not waiting. My Lord, who are my people that are supposed to be connected to this next part of my vision? Who are my people that I'm supposed to stand back to back with? Baby, it's time for you to, I hear you, Holy Spirit. You're going to have to come out of the corner. You're going to have to come out of isolation. You're going to have to come out of the space you've been in. You're going to have to come out of the mindset you've been in. Let me share a testimony with you. Woman of God, um, supposed to be connected to the ministry. I'm not going to mention her name. Woman of God, supposed to be connected to the ministry. No, she's supposed to be connected to the ministry. Without a doubt. Like, knows without a doubt. 
But it seemed like every time she would get in the rhythm of becoming being connected to the ministry, something would go wrong. And it was always going wrong at the same time every year. Every year at the same time. It was going wrong. Every year at the same time it was happening. So this last year, <laughs> this last year, we, we recognized she, she came back around. We were talking. We were loving on each other. We were nurturing each other. And I said to her, I said, at the same time, every year, right, something happens to disconnect you from the ministry. And she said, you know what? I've recognized it too, that at the same time, every year, something tries to come in. So we begin to do the root work, right? And I told her, I said, she said, I need a favor. She said, in this season, I need you to hold me accountable so that I don't stray off. She got me, she got somebody else, and I think maybe one other person to be accountability partners for her in the season. Guess what? She ain't fall off. <laughs> She ain't fall off. She ain't fall off. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. I hear you, Holy Spirit. It's time for you to come out of isolation. You, it is time for you to lean out into your own understanding. There are people that God have for you that you can stand back to back. You are this, uh, well, you know, I'm just by myself. Can I tell you? I'm just by myself and people just don't like me and I just don't trust people. That is rejection. Ooh, that is rejection speaking to you. Well, you know, people don't just, people just don't, people just don't like, you know, my ministry. People just don't like, but everybody ain't jealous of you. Everybody ain't messed up about you. Everybody ain't looking good to do bad. They don't even add up in kingdom. It's some good people in kingdom. It's some people that's got to be with you. You got to come out of isolation. You got to come isolation. Ecclesiastes 4.11. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? Come on now. How you going to be warm by yourself? Oh my God. Joshua 23 and 10. One of you can put a thousand in the flight. Oh my God. My God. My God. One of you can put a thousand. One of you can put a thousand to flight because the Lord your God fights with you just as he promised. If one of yourself, one of you can put a thousand to flight and I got two and I got three and I got four and I got five and I got six and I got seven and I got eight and I got nine and I got 10, then we got 10,000 baby that we're going to put on the run. I'm telling you in this next season, you're going to have to come out of rejection. You're going to have to come out of fear. You're going to have to come out of denomination. You're going to have to come out of isolation. You're going to have to come. The enemy has been been tricking your mind. You're going to have to reframe your thinking where people are concerned. I feel the spirit of the Lord on this. You're going to have to not be afraid to be at the table with anointed people who can speak a word. Can I just tell you something? You have to stop saying to them, connected to them people that make you feel good in your sin and your sickness and your disease. You have to stop staying connected to them people that let you moan and that let you complain and do not point you to Jesus or victory. You gonna have to stop staying connected to them people who are who are satisfied with you being complacent, who are satisfied with you staying in the same place at the same time. You are not to be ministering to them. You are not strong enough yourself. You are not to be ministering.
ministering to you. You need to get at some tables in which you're going to find your strength. You need to be at some tables in which you're going to find your help. You are not meant to be in isolation. God did not create you to be alone. You have to get up from them complacent places. You have to get up from them same tables and them same spaces of people. You have to be challenged in the spirit. Come on now. You have to be challenged in the spirit. Leviticus 26 and 8, five of you will pursue 100, and 100 of you will pursue 10,000, and your enemies will fall by the sword before you. Lord God, I thank you for unity in the ministry. I thank you for unity in the church. I thank you for unity in the body of Christ. Deuteronomy 3 and 22. Do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God himself will fight for you. Come on. You know how I'm going to say it? I say it a thousand times again. Longevity does not equal legitimacy. I don't care how long the person has been in your life. If they are, I'm not telling you, I'm not talking about somebody going to church. <laughs> I'm not talking about going to somebody going to church. I'm over, well, you know, all my friends go to church or we watch an online talk. I'm talking about some people that's going to point you to Jesus. I'm talking about some people that can usher you in the presence of the Lord. I'm talking about some people who can lay hands on you and cast out demons and devils um, on your behalf. I'm talking about some people that can see you when you can't see yourself. Baby, you need somebody who can see you when you can't see yourself. And I'm not talking about fluffy. I'm talking about you need somebody who can see you. You need somebody to say, girl, get up. You need somebody to say, girl, you can't die here. You need somebody to say, it, it has not ended. You need somebody to see your purpose. You need somebody to see your ministry. My God, but you're going to have to come out of yourself. People have not been your problem. It's not people. I'm just telling you, it's not people. When I couldn't connect to people, can I tell you who the real problem was? It was me. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. When I couldn't connect to people, when I couldn't find my people, can I tell you who the real problem was? The problem was me. It was not people. It was me. I was the problem. I was haughty. I was prideful. Oh, my God. I didn't want to be challenged. My God. I didn't really want to be in the presence of the Lord. I wanted people to celebrate me. And not see the Jesus in me. Come on now. I wanted people to, to revel in me. <laughs> like I was so busy wanting people. I wanted them to know how anointed. I wanted them to know how important I was. That was So anytime somebody didn't celebrate me. Anytime somebody didn't recognize how important I was. Anytime, anytime somebody didn't exalt me. Anytime they weren't using me at church. Anytime someone, somebody wasn't supporting the devotional. Anytime somebody wasn't supporting what I was doing. Then I was getting frustrated. The reason I was getting frustrated was because Colossians 3 and 23. I wasn't doing everything unto the Lord. I wanted people to see me. <laughs> I really wanted people to see me. <laughs> so then when I began to humble myself <laughs> under the mighty hand of God, when I began to humble myself under the mighty hand of God, can I tell you something? There is not one speaking engagement that I had this year that I've ever asked. I don't, I don't ever ask anybody, let me come speak to you. There's not one speaking engagement. There's not one relationship that I'm in that I had to ask for because of divine positioning. The Lord has opened up doors for me to fellowship and be his representative because I am not, <laughs> it is not about me to be his representative.
appreciative. I have not had to, I have not had to network. I have not had to seat myself in ungodly places. I have not, I have had to position myself at the feet of Jesus. Can I tell you what an assignment looks like for God? When you are assigned to do something for God, you are sitting at his feet, right? Can I just give you this in the spiritual? When you are assigned to do something to God, you're like, it's like you're sitting at the feet of Jesus. You're in the presence of Jesus. All of his children are there in the chief. And then a particular assignment comes up in the kingdom, right? A particular assignment comes up in the kingdom, right? And as a particular assignment comes up in the kingdom, right? Then God knows who's equipped to handle this particular assignment. God knows who's equipped so it's almost like a, a portal or think of a machine. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And we're all sitting there at the feet of Jesus. And then the arm comes in and says, oh, okay, here's the assignment. Little girls, sixth grade, little rock Christian. Let me hand sack Lakeisha for this because she knows what it was like to be bullied. She knows, she knows what it's like to be isolated. She knows what these little girls, what's in her is what's necessary for this assignment. So I'm picking up Lakeisha and I'm putting her in the place of this assignment. But Lakeisha's goal is to sit at the feet of Jesus and to follow Jesus, nothing else. So when Magnolia calls and says, we want you to speak at a women's conference, I didn't have to promote myself. I didn't have to position myself. I didn't have to call myself. There was an assignment on my life for Magnolia. There's an assignment on my life for a pillow talk. All I have to do is sit at the feet of Jesus. I don't have to, I don't even, Lord, I, Lord, I'm here to glorify you. However you want to use me. Come on now. But it's in, that's why it's, it's in the collective. It's in the group. We were all created to do things for kingdom. We were all created to do things for kingdom. I don't, now I do know because the Holy Spirit is leading me here. So if your time has not come yet, if your time to be used has not showed up yet, do not self-promote yourself because there's a certain character and class. I'm going to say this again. There's a certain character and class to be used by God. There's a certain character and class. There's a certain nature to God. I used, can I say this, Holy Spirit? I do not want to be offensive. I used to think it was me being blunt, me being outspoken, me being um, a certain way because I thought I was called to a certain generation, but it was really perversity. And I was trying to represent a kingdom in perversity. And I was trying to represent a kingdom in brokenness when really I had to spend more time at the feet of Jesus. My assignment was to be at the feet of Jesus. That's it. That's all. Nothing else. And then the Lord would bring me into kingdom assignments. The Lord would bring... Can I back it up in scripture? Matthew 6 and 33. <laughs> And then I want to give you some more scripture, one more scripture on how partnership is important. Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye. We say we know this, right? But I know we don't know this. Because if we knew this, this would be our everyday desire. We wouldn't be seeking all that other stuff. We wouldn't be looking for all that other stuff. We wouldn't be looking to be important. We wouldn't be looking to be popular. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be looking at if I really had a life that worship God, right? Let me back up to the 19 verses. It says, don't hoard treasure down here. 
where it gets eaten by moss and corroded by rose to roast, stolen by burgers, stockpiled treasure in heaven, where it's safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be. The place where your treasure is, is where you most want to be. <laughs> Wherever your treasure is, whatever you think is important. Remember I told you, I wanted to be important. So guess what I was into? Myself. That's what I was into. Because I wanted to be important. So guess what I was into? I was into myself. When you went to yourself, you can never fellowship properly with people. Come on, Lord. You can never, you can never, you can never fellowship properly with people when you into yourself. You, you can never fellowship properly with people when you into yourself. So that's what it is. He says, the place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. <laughs> if your treasure is in work, you're going to end up being at work. If your treasure is in worship, you're going to end up being in worship. If your treasure is in what the word of God says, guess what? You're going to live in what the word of God says. It says your eyes are windows into your body. If you open your eyes wide in wonder and belief, your body going to fill up with light. If you live squinty-eyed in greed and distrust, your body is a musty cellar. If you pull the blinds on your windows, what a dark life you have. If you are isolated from other people, come on now, what a dark life you will have. You cannot worship two gods at once. Loving one God, ending up, you're going to hate the other. Adoration of one feeds contempt for the other. If you have adoration for yourself, can I just break this down for you for a second? If you have adoration for yourself, you will start hating people. You will justify your isolation. You will justify why you don't need people. I'm telling you by the spirit in the next at the next season of elevation, not elevation for yourself, elevation for kingdom. You are going to have to be connected to people. You are not going to be able to do this on your own or the dream or the vision is going to capsize. Ooh, the, I'm going to show you why. The dream or the vision is going to capsize. It says you can't worship two guys at once. Loving on one, you'll end up hating the other. Adoration of one feeds contempt for the other. You cannot worship God in money. If you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds. Free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description. I, I had to pause. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, not tied down to a title, not tied down to what somebody calls you, not tied down to what somebody sees you as, not tied down to whether or not somebody recognizes the anointing on your life, not tied down to the fact whether or not someone calls you priest, prophet, evangelist, apostle, teacher, not tied down to your position, not tied down to a title. Oh my God. It says, my God, because remember Jesus said, I'm not here to be served. 
I'm here to serve. He wanted to be known as a servant. He didn't want to be nothing known as to nothing else. Lord, let me be your servant. Let me be your lead servant. He says, has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror ever got taller by so much as an inch? He's starting to talk to them about worry, right? He says, he says, and then he comes down. I'm going to skip to the 33rd. It says, if God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never, ever seen, don't you think he'll attend to you? Take pride in you. Do his best for you. What I'm trying to do here is get you to relax. <laughs> to not be so preoccupied with getting. <laughs> he said, what I'm trying to get you to do, this Jesus. He said, I'm trying to get you to chill out. To stop focus on getting, right? I don't need to get a title. I need to get more of Jesus. I don't need to be recognized. I need to get more of Jesus. It says so you can respond to God's giving. <laughs> People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over things. But you who know both God and how he works, steep your life in God reality, God initiative, and God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. <laughs> You'll find all you at all your everyday human concerns will be met. Focus on God. Everything you need will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Let me give you this and we out. Let me give you this. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Woo! Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for this. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I want to skip over to John the 21st. This is how I know people are so important in your season. This is why I gotta I know faith is not faith in people, it's faith in God. But I do know that the faith in the word of God that tells me people, right? Being isolated doesn't work. Being connected to people is important. My faith is in God, in God's word. I want to go back to this. So, um, <laughs> um, I want to go back to this. Um, it's John 20. Uh, let me make sure I'm sick. Hold on. Right, right. Hold on. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Hold on. Woo! Let me go. Okay, here we go. Thank y'all. Uh, uh, thank you for being patient. There we go. Luke 5. Luke 5. Luke 5 and 4. I was almost about to go something. John is a little bit different. Luke 5 and 4, right? When he got through speaking and preaching, he says unto Simon, he says, I need you to launch out in the deeps and, and your nets for a draft, right? That's what he tells him. He says, I need, you to, I need you to drop. Now, mind you, they had already been out there. They had attempted this. They were cleaning their nets, right? This is what they were doing. Lord, I love you for this. Thank you, Father, for this. He told him, he says, he says I want you to push out to the deep, right? He says, Pull out a little bit from shore. He used the boat as his pulpit. And then when he finished teeping, he said, Now push out into the deep and let your nets out to the cast for a catch. Simon said, Master, we've been fishing hard all night and haven't caught even a minnow. But if you say so, I'll let out the nets. It was no sooner than it done. A huge haul of fish straining the nets past capacity. They weighed to their partners in the other boat to come help them. They filled both boats, nearly swamping them with the catch. I want to say this to you because I feel strongly about this in my spirit. The enemy loves offense. Had Peter them not have partners, 
they would have never been really able to catch all that God intended them to catch. When I live life from a limited perspective and I don't understand how important people are to my life. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm, I'm going to say it one more time so you can catch up with it. When I live life from a per limited perspective, and I'm not talking about people being connected in my life, because can I be real? Some of us only want people who connected to our life who celebrate us. Some of us only want people who connected to our life who pump us up. Can I just be real for a second? Some of us only want people. Some of us only want people to, who, in our life who we feel good about because they let us rule over them, or I'm seen as the big fish at the table, right? But Peter's partners had to have the same skill set he had. Peter's partners had to have the capacity that he had. Peter's partners had to have have some have have to be able to do what what Peter was doing, right? Peter's Peter's partners had to be equipped as well. Right? Peter's partners had to be quick. Some of us sometimes only like being at table with people who we feel like are lesser than us because we want to be connected to people who um, need us. I'm just going to be real. Like, I've been there before. We don't want no greater anointing at the table. We don't want nobody else who is uh, uh, may have a better skill set than us. We don't want that. Peter's partners had to be in position where they would have met that catch. When we think from a scarcity or a selfish place, we don't want nobody else um, connected to us. We don't understand that the catch, the place we're supposed to go in kingdom, the things that we are supposed to experience in kingdom will never, ever, ever, ever be experienced to the fullness because the other partners, the people in place are not there to help you catch it. That, that, I'm just being for real. They're they not in place to help you catch it. The people that's supposed to be tied to the can I be honest? Can I be real just for a second? Might not be a new another new ministry that needs to be started. Might not be another new business or nonprofit that may, may need to be started. Maybe that your gifts and your skill set may need to be start seated and submitted to somebody else. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with being an associate or an assistant pastor. Ooh, still a pastor. Still, still a pastor. Ain't no, ain't, ain't nothing wrong of being director of operations. The gift still stands. You're still being used. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with being the, the financial officer. Gift still be, gift still being used. Gift still be, gift still supposed to be used. Them being in position allowed them to be the greater. Get greater catch. <laughs> Allow them to have the greater catch. Allow them to have more influence. Allow them to be more maximum impact. Right? Right? So that's why we have to ask ourselves, right? When, what, what's wrong with me that I can't be submitted in the place that the Lord called me to be submitted in? Peter's boys didn't say, how much we going to get for helping you? Because they understood the covenant of the relationship and got in position and knew that God would supply all their needs according to his riches and glory. They just got out there and both their boats was filled. <laughs> Let's see. Hopefully they ministered to somebody. <laughs> Woo! Oh, I'm just telling you. Hopefully they ministered to Hopefully that ministered to somebody this morning. There's some deepness in what God gave us this morning. Woo! My God, that there's some deepness 
and, and what God gave us this morning. Father God, thank you for your word. <laughs> thank you for reminding us two is better than one. Three is can be broken. Ooh! Thank you for pulling us out of ourselves. Ooh! Thank you for removing the scales off our eyes. Thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding. Thank you for... Um, helping to remind us, Lord God, um, about humility and to stay at the feet of Jesus and to seek kingdom first. Woo! We're going to get our confession in. Father God, I pray over every meeting, every conversation and activity I engage in today. I pray that all my steps be ordered by you, that my heart and my mind always respond in obedience to your directions. I pray that I choose the way of righteousness when faced with paths of judgment, that I will always fulfill your priorities and never allow my flesh to dictate my actions or attitudes. This day, I do all things to the glory of God, and I'm fruitful in every good work. In Jesus' name, amen. Two things, if the Lord places it on your heart to give, go to the website and give. LakeishaMJohnson.com, cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. You can give there. Second is if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is how you come into the kingdom community, by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Repeat after me, dear Jesus, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sin. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. This is why, can I tell you something? We've got to um, deal with our attitudes. Our attitudes are killing kingdom. And what I mean by attitudes, those things that how we treat people, how we respond to people, and we think it's just us. We're like, oh, that's just the way I am. The Lord, gentleness is evidence that the Lord is near. That's the scripture. That's the word. Gentleness is evident. That the Lord is near. I I'm just, it's, it's a fruit of the Spirit. It's evidence that the Lord is here. When the, when, the, when the Lord is near, right, gentleness, your gentleness will be there. When the Lord is with it, gentleness, patience, humility, right? Ephesians 4 and 2, being humble, be gentle, be patient with each other, bearing with one another in love and with diligence to preserve the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. When I am working in kingdom gentleness and I'm, I'm filled and I'm anointed and I'm called to do this and this is da 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 da, then guess what? Gentleness, the fruit of the spirit of gentleness is going to be evident and seen in your life. How you handle people, how you talk to people. I used to be so, and when I see it rise up, I know that I'm in my flesh and I'm not in myself. Like, when I see that rise up, I know when I'm not mindful of my words but it shouldn't be overly sensitive no you your responsibility is that gentleness be evident that the lord is here i love y'all y'all know what joe i'm so hungry <laughs> Woo! i'm sorry i shouldn't even said that on the devotional y'all know what good morning y'all know like y'all know what um Tomorrow's my birthday, so I'm excited. I can't wait to see what God does tomorrow. Um, you know, that's when my new year begins. My new year begins tomorrow. So I'm excited to see what God does for the new year for tomorrow for us through the word. Come expectant. I love you. God loves you. Oh, my God. 
I love you, and God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let someone experience the love of God through you. Love, peace, and blessings. Ooh, thank you, Lord, for your word and your wisdom this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your glory this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your peace and your joy and your strength. I'll see y'all in the morning live at 5. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.